doing great. Endurance minded. Good to good to have you back. You were you were our first uh, you were our first interview, and now here we are. We're we're 15 episodes in, and we got you back. Uh, we got you back in the loop. <laughs> great, great. Every 15 episodes, I'm ready. That's it. Yeah, you uh, you can help us celebrate our our one year anniversary. Uh, I think we're on pace, you know, for like 30 a year or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. How's uh How's things, man? You're coming off of uh, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, you're coming off the trials. That's probably a good place to start, right? Sure. Yes. The Olympic trials were February 29th in Atlanta, Georgia, and we had six athletes competing. On the men's side, we had one athlete drop out, unfortunately, due to some stomach issues. Um, but then the other two athletes were 12th and 19th. And then on the women's side, we had 8th, we had 6th, and we had 1st place. So Alephine Tullymook was 1st, Steph Bruce was 6th, and Kellen Taylor was 8th. So we had a very, very good day overall. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you, I was, uh, I was on the other side uh, of the world, or the country, uh, watching on uh, watching on the TV and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like yelling at the, uh, yelling at the screen. I know you and I talked after the, uh, after the trials and yeah, it was super, super exciting to watch. Um, yeah, I'm interested, you know, like from a coach's perspective, um, what was it, what was it like? Like what, you know, for like from, from your end, uh, going, you know, going to Atlanta, uh, dealing with you guys did shakeout runs you know beforehand you obviously were, were super busy like how'd you how'd you kind of keep it all um i guess keep it all together i feel like i'd be i'd be a nervous wreck i think staying busy was really helpful honestly from a coach's perspective you have to know yourself and what you're i mean ultimately it's about being sure that you're ready for the athletes you know and you're doing everything you can for the athletes and i'm able i think to do those types of uh, public gatherings with the fans. You know, we had a pep rally the night before we had the shakeout run the morning of the race, but then I can go see the athletes and be very calm, even though I may be a little nervous. Uh, I think, I think anyway, that I'm good at, at uh, separating those things and going to the athletes and being calm. But it was important that we did the interactive things with the fans. I mean, that's, that's what our team's all about. So to have the opportunity to, meet and greet so many fans in one weekend was, um, really, really awesome. And we had to take advantage of it. Yeah. I think, uh, you guys did a great job or, or, or always do a great job, but I, I was, you know, I think it, I, maybe it was more visible from my perspective of, um, you guys did a great job of just kind of bringing out, you know, fans of running, you know, you guys did, uh, did the trials, um, you know, like merchandise and, you know, I saw mm -hmm. tons of stuff on, on social media about, you know, people who, you know, were just fans of the sport and fans of what you guys are doing. And we're out, you know, supporting, uh, you know, running in general, but supporting you guys in Atlanta. And that's, um, super cool. You know, I mean, running and I mean, I guess really endurance sports in general doesn't, doesn't have a ton of that. I know you guys have, you know, that's always been a focus of yours, but, um, that was really, that was cool to see that, you know, I guess from just kind of like a outsider's perspective or someone looking in, um, since I wasn't able to go to Atlanta, that was, uh, that was nice. Did you, did it feel that way? Like on the ground, you know, did it, did it feel in those events? Like, did it feel kind of like, um, you'd gotten, you know, people to kind of like rally behind the, the calls? Oh I guess? yeah. Oh yeah. It yeah. felt like a culmination of everything we've been doing for the last six years and yeah. it was great. And Hoka, our sponsor was so behind it. I mean, they, the, you know, they're, they're, they're global 
manager of sales and marketing was at our pep rally on Friday. Their sports marketing manager was there. A ton of their employees were uh, in Atlanta all weekend. They, they had uh, regional meetings there in Atlanta. So probably I would say at least 75% of their, their workforce uh, was in Atlanta, <laughs> uh, honestly. And, and um, they had meetings all week before the race. And then they rented out a bar during the race and all the employees were upstairs, uh, watching the race on TV and then running out to the street and watching the athletes come by and then running back up to the bar. And I ah, just had an amazing feel to it. And, and uh, wow. no, I, I felt all that. The energy was amazing. It was the best running event that I've ever been to in my life easily. And that includes the track and field trials that have been in Eugene that I've been to and uh, you know, previous marathon trials whatever you want to, it doesn't matter anything, world championships. This, this was, this had the most energy that I've ever felt. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I, I um, you could kind of, I kind of got that sense, you know, as much as I could, I guess, you know, watching it, uh, just on the broadcast side of things, but there was definitely, um, yeah, it was just cool to see that energy. And I, again, I think kind of backed up by like a lot of what you guys did uh, in terms of kind of cultivating that community around around that event and like the, the kind of stuff on social media leading up to it. And it just felt like, you know, even if I couldn't be there, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like we're we're all kind of <laughs> we're all kind of in it, you know. Like well, yeah, a- yeah. No, it's cool you say that because that's so we did a lot of work leading up to the trials with Peter Abraham, who's on our board, but he's sort of a longtime sports marketing guru out in California. And one of the guiding principles to everything we were doing on social media that weekend was we wanted to make uh, folks who couldn't get out to Atlanta, we we wanted to give them that experience. We wanted them to feel like they were there and feel that energy that we knew was going to be in Atlanta. And so to have you say that is uh, good. It means we we accomplished that because we we really were – cognizant of the fact that hey yeah there's a ton of fans out here in atlanta but there's also fans all over the globe that want to be a part of this thing in every way shape or form that they possibly can be and so everything we were doing had that in mind yeah well you guys nailed it no i mean it was uh you know i i even even though i you know i think i'm uh, i'm closer to, i mean knowing uh knowing knowing you and uh and and knowing uh you know your 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 wife jen i guess for those <laughs> that uh for some context um but um yeah i mean even even being close to you guys it's still like i think i you know that didn't really impact like the the kind of connectedness that that i felt and um no that was great so hats off to you guys it was it was super super cool and only made better by the fact that you guys um I mean, you guys crushed it, right? Like, I mean, what a huge, huge day. Obviously, a win is goes without saying, but like you said, I mean, Kellen and Stephanie to have um, to have sixth and eighth is, um, I mean, I, you know, I don't know what like icing on the cake or <laughs> I mean, I I don't know how to put it, but yeah, no, that's just. I like, mean, somewhat bittersweet, of course, because we would have loved all three of them to make the team, but uh, but they were right. really genuinely happy for Alephine and and I felt like Steph ran the best marathon of her life. Uh, the, the bummer is Kellen because it turns out we, I mean, we knew her leg was hurt, but it turns out she had a stress fracture in her tibia. Uh, so she ran the race with a stress fracture. And so there'll always be a bit of a, what if there, but, um, you know, she is a very mature person and she knows that, um, she was going to run that race no matter if she knew if she had the stress fracture or not. And she did the best she could given the situation. And now we're just going to recover and, on to the next thing, you know? 
Yeah. So, um, what, let's, what is, <laughs> given the current um, climate of, of what's going on in the world, global uh, pandemic and uh, coronavirus and uh, huge, huge impacts uh, on endurance sports as a whole, specifically on the event side, um, what's, what is, what is next? I'm curious to like, what's it look like from you guys perspective as you, um, well, the Olympics have been rescheduled, right? There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm sure, sure it's super dynamic. Um, you guys train as a group. Yeah. Like just what, what is, what is next and what is that kind of looking and feeling like for you guys? Well, first and foremost, we feel very fortunate because our sport, though it's labeled as an Olympic sport, you know, the sort of it's it's like um how would you describe it so there's olympic sports that truly only get attention from the mainstream media and there's only money available for the athletes in that short period of time the olympics right i, I don't think we're that sport you know uh particularly the marathoners have opportunities at the World Marathon Majors, New York City Marathon, Boston Marathon, Chicago, London, et cetera, uh, to make money, to uh, provide ROI for their sponsors. Um, people all over the world run and buy running shoes. And so, you know, we're valuable to Hoka, our, our main sponsor, and Rudy Project, our sunglass sponsor, and Final Surge, our, our training log sponsor. We're valuable to them all year round, every year not just during the Olympics. And so, you know, we're still getting paid, which is nice. And, uh, and, and I guess what I'm trying to say is we ultimately, we feel like we're in a great position and we should feel grateful for the position we're in. So we're not complaining. We're not uh, doing the woe is me thing. I, 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 we actually really feel bad for, for people like, let's say a diver who, you know they're not making a lot of money. They're 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 sacrificing a whole heck of a lot to to make it to the Olympic Games, and now to have that put off a whole another year, uh, it's just it's just brutal. It's just very sad. And so, um, you know, we're trying to see the bright side for ourselves. And I think when you talk about timelines, it's it's my belief that you need to be realistic that this thing's going to take a while. But I think it's also better to try to start to look forward to things probably that are happening in the fall as opposed to being super negative and thinking that maybe those things won't even happen because I'd rather be excited about those things. It helps us uh, keep uh, a certain amount of focus and it it helps us, you know, in terms of getting out the door and running, which we are still doing though, not as a group as much, but um and then if those things get canceled, then I guess we'll deal with it then. But I, I think we're trying to get excited about the fall. Yeah. So, yeah, is that the, you know, that it's a big, um, it's a big blow, I feel like. Uh, and I guess I'd be interested to see like how much of an impact it is for, for Olympic level athletes um, compared to, to maybe, you know, age group or, you know, uh, amateur elite level athletes. When stuff like that gets moved, you know, you, you, I mean, you know, obviously races are, are motivators and kind of, you know, what you're moving towards, uh, especially if you're a professional racer, uh, I would imagine. And, and, you know, and have, there's a, there's a, that's how you make your living, you know, or there's a price tag associated with those. What does that, 
what does that do when those things get canceled? Like, how do you, how do you kind of refocus and recenter and, you know, what are you guys doing to kind of sidestep that or, you know, I guess, you know, continue to kind of move the needle without those things in the very near future? Well, we're certainly engaging our fans on social media as we always do. We're, we're cognizant of the tone and what, exactly we should be sharing we're, we're trying to do a lot of things that are just fun you know mm-hmm. uh we, we've got some instagram lives that coming up that we're going to do steph just did one yesterday with picky bars uh we're, our facebook fan page is just we've been doing fun stuff like name your top five sports movies of all time or your top beatles song or things like that just goofy stuff um we did an ask ask me a question on instagram story um, our instagram feed is going to have a bunch of our old pictures that were kind of our most iconic pictures in the history of our team and, and telling those old stories. So it's kind of, it's just, it's just doing what we can, you know, to stay engaged. Um, As far as the first part of your question, I I don't think we're very different than the age group athlete or the sub elite athlete. It's all, it's all, look, we're all disappointed that, that these races are canceled, but I think we all collectively understand that it's the right thing and that we have to stop the spread of this virus. And, you know, I choose anyway to to be hopeful that hey we're going to beat this thing as a as a as a species and, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna you know there's life will move on eventually so um, yeah I think it's okay to be disappointed that's you can't you can't you can't just say okay well I know it's for the greater good so that means I'm not going to be disappointed you can you could be both things you could be disappointed but also understand that it's the right thing and I, I think that's where we are and I think that's where probably most people are yeah yeah it's it's that's uh it's great to hear you say that I I, I um as soon as uh you know in on the in the states uh as soon as things kind of escalated you know a couple of weeks ago or or however long and you know we really kind of started to see a lot of the impacts that were already happening um you know globally but anyway i i uh, i i kind of sat down and, and wrote an article and um uh, just to kind of get it out there and you know some of the stuff i was thinking and you know maybe you know to try to help athletes navigate things as they got the news and, and realized there was going to be some some changes and that was the first thing that i said i was like it, it's okay to be disappointed, you know, it's okay yeah. to be frustrated. I think, you know, there's this, like, a lot of people are, um, you know, maybe struggling or, or having like conflicting, you know, they, they realize, like you said, they don't want to be uh, uh, ungrateful for what they have, or they, you know, they, they realize that there's some perspective that's, that's, uh, it's important to, to keep, but so it keeps them from, you know, they try to suppress that like disappointment or frustration. And I think, you know, you can have that and also realize that like, like you said, like it's, you know, it's good for the better good of, you know, humanity. You, you know, we also need to make these, you know, kind of collective sacrifices. Um, yeah. So, you know, what I'm, what we're seeing a lot of, you know, as far as with, with TEC is, you know, just a lot of athletes reaching out and uh, you know, and questions and this and that, I mean, it's, it's taken, it takes the win, you know, specific to race cancellation or, you know, race postponement. Um, and, and maybe even more specifically to like the timing of, of this all, which is, you know, coming into, you know, into spring or, or certainly starting to kind of open up the season. And, you know, you've really committed to, uh, training and you're feeling fit and you're ready to race. And then it, it gets postponed or canceled. And it really takes the wind out of, 
a lot of people's sales and you know how or, or is that um how are you guys navigate that i mean does that you know, do you feel like with your athletes that there's a little bit of that or is there just like such hyper focus that you're able to navigate around that or i'm just yeah no i think it's fair to say that there's some of that for sure yeah it's just a little difficult you know uncertainty is not fun. Uncertainty leads to stress and anxiety. So that's why I said earlier, you know, I, I'm I'm of the belief that it'd be nice to start thinking about the races that we at least believe right now are going to take place in the fall, uh, so that we can combat some of that. Uh, I, I think some of that lethargy or you know uh, that that blah feeling mm -hmm. is normal in the time like this. I think as I'm sure you're probably doing with your athletes, one of the things we, we believe anyway from a training perspective is that you sort of want to go into one of these modes where – and it depends. I mean obviously if you've just ended a season, it's great. Really relax and enjoy uh, – a, a bit of a break, you know, and you can build up more slowly than maybe you normally would those kind of things. And we have athletes in that position, but athletes that are in the position of, Hey, I was in the middle of a block. What am I supposed to do? Right. Well, I, I think that the easy answer is physically anyway, is, Hey, you just go into one of these training cycles where you're doing work that you could probably do all year long. And, and you won't necessarily peak, but you won't necessarily crash either. Just mm -hmm. a real solid, just real solid kind of work, so, sort of base phase kind of work that you can do uh, for long periods of time. And, you know, my suggestion, take it or leave it, is to experiment a little bit as well. Uh, get out and do some work on uh, terrain that maybe you typically don't do workouts on or maybe you've feared in the past. Uh, get out and try some of those things. I mean, for example you know, we're, we're not going on the track. We just don't want to do that uh, right now. We just don't think it's appropriate to be in a public space like that. So all of our workouts are taking place on isolated dirt roads. And a lot of times, and that's kind of new for us, usually we're either uh, on in one of our neighborhood loops, which we're avoiding as well, or uh, or we're on a track or, or we're on Lake Mary Road, which we're still out there. But we're, we're transitioning some of this stuff onto these dirt roads. Like we did a fartlek today on this hilly dirt road. It was kind of fun. It was just different. Mm -hmm. uh, only two people uh, doing the workout. But, uh, you know, I think, I think those things are, you know, you gotta, you gotta see some opportunities in this thing. Right. right. And so that, that's an opportunity is to get really, really strong and to, to, to experiment a little bit. Right. I think yeah. those are things that we can look forward to. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, I, I'm, I'm of the same exact uh, thought and, you know, or philosophy. And I've been having conversations with, with athletes that, yeah, I mean, now's the, you know, I, I've made the point that um, unless you're, um, unless there's nothing else for you to work on, right? So unless you just feel like you're at the absolute top of your game, which I don't think anybody, you know, even, even at, the Olympic, there's always things you can work on, right? You always have limiters, um, or, or, you know, things that are, you know, more weakness than strength. And so, yeah, I mean, I've made the point or the argument that like, great. And now we got more runway, right? Now we got more time to get you stronger, right? Yeah, more time yeah. to experiment more, you know, and that's, I almost, I think, it, I think you could see it as a blessing, right? Like, oh man, okay. We were going to have to like put this fitness to the test and in a few weeks, and now we have, you know, a few months. Right. And that's like, that's great. You know, I mean, if it's I, to your point, like 
if you can look at it as an opportunity and not as a detriment or something that you know totally zaps your motivation um i think there's real i think there's real opportunity there right to to like like you said experiment and play around with what works and maybe you know you find something that uh you didn't have the chance to try before but you know that really works for your training or you know works for your uh where you're at mentally or physically or or whatever so yeah i um I, I'm right there with you. I mean, you know, I, I've, I've almost been like, oh, this is great. You know, like good, good. Now we just, now we just get like really focused time to make sure that, that things are, things are a hundred percent, right. Or as close as we can get them. Um, yeah, totally. Totally. I, I think the hardest thing, honestly, is that it's just so hard for us anyway. And I think it's like this for a lot of people that are, uh, athletes of yours and athletes all over the globe is that, Part of you can't deny that part of what makes endurance sports uh, what they are is the social aspect. And so not being able to meet like for us, for example, not being able to meet with the whole team or feeling like that's not appropriate and and breaking it up into very, very small groups. It just doesn't have the same energy and vibe. And so that is difficult. But, you know, hey, you got I mean, look there's, there's, there's bigger things going on. So, you know, if, if you can get past that and, and see that, Hey, uh, yeah, there is some opportunity to here to get super strong and, and take our time doing so that's, that's, um, that's a small positive in, in, in a situation that obviously has a lot of negatives. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm not, we're not going to spend any more time on, uh, on COVID-19. Cause okay. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Let's yeah, move on. I, I feel like, you know, I, I think cause I'm with you. Like I, I'm trying to be, uh, Oh, you didn't get your PhD last week in infectious diseases. A lot of people did. Yeah. No, I, I assumed that we were both experts. I just, <laughs> I, I thought that's what we were going to solve. Yeah. Uh, we were going to solve the world's problems. Yeah. No, that's, that's what I, I mean, I assumed all of our, yeah, our back and forth was just an effort to just put all these doctors minds at ease. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. yeah, man. Oh, we, I could go on forever, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, well, I'm like you, I, I think it's, it's good to be like, I mean, like you guys are doing, like doing some fun stuff and doing, you know, like it's, it can be, uh, it would be really easy to turn every podcast that I do into a COVID-19 podcast, right? Like, yeah. like how, you know, and that, and that's, I think it is, it is important. Like it is something that people are dealing with and, and, you know, as it relates to, to what I do and you do and, you know, and TC and whoever else, like, you know, I, I want to be a resource, right? Like I, I do, it is important to me that whatever expertise I have, I can use it to help folks navigate, um, what's going on, but you know, also, we can talk, you know, we, it doesn't have to take up our, you know, no, no, that's our every, social media every, strategy is let's, let's just do other things. You know, let's be a, let's right. be a escape, let's be an escape and let's be a source of entertainment. Uh, let's, let's not, um, you know, let's let the experts do their thing, you know? Yeah. Which of course we are experts. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I do want to talk about, I mean, I, because it's, um, because it's so exciting. I, I want to, I do want to talk a little more um, about, about Alphine and, and the win. Cause I, sure, sure. Yeah. Let's get in. We haven't had a chance to, to really talk about it. Uh, we exchanged some text messages, but that was about it. <laughs> um, so one of the things I thought was really, uh, cool. I, I forget where it was at and maybe, you know, but I, I was reading, uh, something just after the trials and it was, uh, it was an interview, um, that, that Alphine had done and it was, it was post trials. It was, and it was talking about like, you know, this kind of runner that was, uh, had a lot of, um, 
uh, had a lot of anxiety and she got up and, you know, her food wasn't right and her stomach <laughs> and her legs were sore. And like fast forward, you find out at the end of the interview that it was, it was Alephine. And of course, at that point, we knew the trials were over. We knew she had won. And, and I just, I was like, help me. You know, it's, it was just so great. Uh, cause I think everybody you expect that on day, you know, days where it all matters, where, you know, it's the biggest, you know, at that point, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, the biggest opportunity of, 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 of her life or any runner who was in that position, every runner there, um, you would just assume that like, they feel amazing. Right. And then, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. she feels like, you know, that she's like got it all locked down and everything's great. And she had the perfect diet and the perfect sleep and she didn't have any of it. I mean, you know, she, she like said she didn't sleep very well. And of course, like, like anxiety, but yeah, just like what, uh, I don't know. Can you like, what's your thought? Uh, I just, I think it's really helpful for people to hear that even people who win, who go to the Olympics, like don't have it all sorted out. Right. And they have self doubt. Yeah. And they, they, even when they start the the run, right? Like she was running and she was like, you know, I forget the details. It was like, you know, first 10K or something. She was like, ah, I feel like shit, you know, like this isn't good. Uh, my legs hurt, my blah, blah, blah. You know, and she was like having all these, these, you know, again, self-doubt and, and these like little niggles that were coming up in her mind. Um, like, how do you, I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I guess. I yeah, don't really- yeah specific question i just think it's i just oh it's been great it's been great to listen to her be so honest in her interviews post trials about that those couple of days because really i mean look everybody's a little bit different but the way she described those last couple of days is so relatable Mm -hmm. to everyone in this sport at all levels that cares about their their running their cycling whatever it might be because you've put so much effort into this one day and you're so excited for it. And when you're very fit and things have gone well, like they had for her, it's just your, your level of focus and your hypersensitivity is so high that that's why you get those little things where she says, Oh, my quad felt a little off or my adductor felt weird. I mean, they probably did. I don't think she's lying, but I don't think she would have felt those things on a normal day. It's mm-hmm. just you're you're so hypersensitive going into a race. And I, I honestly think the body, when it's really as ready as she was, it's even more so, you know? And I think I think we all can relate to this. I think you, in a weird way, you're the most nervous when you're the most ready. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're the most nervous when you're the most ready because I think – when deep down you know you're not ready, I think your nervousness level is actually a little bit lower, which is kind of weird, but it's just it's just human nature, you know. Um, but I think she was so ready that she was really really nervous. She looked frightened when I saw her the morning of the race uh, when we met with the group to walk over to the start area. And I just said, Hey, remember to smile, remember to smile. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she was just super ready and that was, that was cool that, um, that she was willing to admit that. Cause I, I do think it'll help people to realize that's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you, even, you know, even from my perspective, you know, working with, you know, high level, you know, being, being someone who's like, you know, more ingratiated in, in the, endurance sports space than the most 
And I read that and I was like, oh, that's so great to hear. You know, like even I was like assumed that she just had it nailed, you know, and I like and I'm closer to it than than most folks. And um, no, it's super relatable. I, I think that's a that's a really good point. Like uh, like you said, the you know, you're the most nervous when you're the most ready, because I think there is when you if you really are honest with yourself and you're not as prepared as you could be, um, you have an out. Right. Yes. Like, yes. Is that, is that what yeah. There's it, yeah. no out when you're totally ready. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like mentally, like you're. Yeah. And you're like, even if it's like subconscious, you. Yeah. You. You know that there's like it's only. Uh, it's only yourself to blame, or I don't. I don't know. Yeah. No. I, that's a really good point. I, I think because I, I mean I, I've been. I think we've all been there. But like I mean as a you know as like a Joe Schmo athlete myself you know who just like does things to do them because they're hard. Like there's been plenty of times where I'm like show up to the start line and I have zero, I don't feel anything because I'm just like average fit, <laughs> you know, like I'm not, you know, there's not, but then of course, like when I, you know, have raced at a high level. Yeah. You're like, then it's, then I have been like extremely nervous. Cause I was like, Oh man, I, I really should like, there's no reason I shouldn't be able to execute today. Yeah. And of course um, it's not the level as much as it is just the work that you put in, you know, right. It, regardless right. of your level, it's like it, it you know, I'll, I'll use the Boston Marathon as, as an example because it's sort of the Super Bowl for for age group runners, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and every endurance sport has has that Super Bowl. I, I just think that's why the energy level at the start of the Boston Marathon is so high. It's so palpable because everybody on the line has put so much work and effort into this thing and it's their day. It's the big day. And, um, you know, I, I think even for coaches because – I think you can relate to this and others listening probably. I am more anxious and nervous in a good way, right? In a good way on those days that we're the most ready and that we're the most prepared for and that we've gotten um, we've gotten ready for in a way that was uh, very, very specific, you know, like the trials. The, that Those are the days that I feel the most energy and that's a good feel. I enjoy that feeling. It's, it's nerve wracking, of course, but it's totally the best it's why we do this and so i i felt that that day for sure i felt very very excited and ready yeah man that's uh it it, it is i mean you have to i think that can be a, that i mean and not to dive back into to to coronavirus but i guess that's you know i think that can be the real challenge like i mean i guess like you said that there's a social aspect and i think with that social aspect comes that it, it's like un um it goes without saying that that brings a certain energy, right? And I think that's what a lot of athletes look forward to is that environment, right? It's the mm-hmm. ability, it's, it's the chance to put their work, like you said, with Boston, which is a great example, um, put their work to, to the test. And, you know, and then with that energy comes a heightened sensitivity, um, and it's good to care, right? Like you, you it's have good to. to care. It's the best. It's the best. Yeah. I mean, that, that there's there's nothing in life as invigorating as really caring about something. And yeah. there's there's an inherent risk there because if you care about something to that level, then you risk a huge disappointment. But yeah. the the positives outweigh the negatives. You know, when you're speaking to an athlete after a race that they were incredibly prepared for and excited about and it didn't go well, you know, there there are tears oftentimes in those situations. And 
I'll tell you what, though. I'll take those tears and I'll take those really, really low moments uh, because also um, with that level of care comes the high moments and the high moments are worth it. And that's just how I how I see it. You know, um, I think in life, really, really caring about a few things uh, <laughs> is worth it as opposed to just being mediocre at everything and never really putting yourself out there and, and risking those failures. Uh, you know, that's just, I mean, at least for me personally, that's not for me. I'd, I'd rather take the big risks. Yeah. I, I, man, I, I think it's, um, it's something that I, I that's my, maybe uh, the reason uh, you and I have always got along so well, but I think that that's, you know, one of the biggest I've made that point a lot uh, on the podcast. Actually, I, you know, I end up kind of talking about this in, in a few different ways because, you know, I think what happens to a lot of folks is they, they, you, if you set a goal that you know you can achieve, you, you sidestep the, the, you sidestep, you, you sidestep the opportunity for failure, but you also sidestep the opportunity for for growth, right? Or for those highs. And I think that's a real disservice, right? But but it's but it's hard for people to to but to it's hard when the lows happen, right? When it doesn't go as planned, that really derails a lot of people, you know. And I don't know if it like what do you do you think that's a personality thing or do you think it's like a trait that you can work on? I mean, I guess maybe in life, but I guess we'll keep it specific to athletes. Like, you know, if you go and you are ready and you, you had these expectations and let's assume the expectations were appropriate, right? Like you are super fit and, and you do feel like you can do well that day and things go sideways. Like, what do you do to get back on the, on the horse? Oh, well, I think you have to remember how fun the process was. You know, and I mean, that's, it becomes cliche, but look, it's okay. I don't know. You hear a lot of people talk about, oh, I'm a results oriented person or I'm a process oriented person. Why does it have to be that way? Why can't you be both? Why can't you be really process oriented and that yet still care very, very deeply about the result? And then if the result is great, Hey, then it's all, it's all great. It's all rainbows and butterflies. But if the if the result isn't what you want, then you can step back because you were also process oriented and say, you know what? It didn't happen for me today, but gosh, did I have fun trying, you know, that's yeah. the thing, right? Yeah. And like, enjoy, enjoy for me, I've always, I, I, I've always enjoyed going back to the process, right? Like that's, do you think like, doesn't that have to be part of it? Like if it does, when, let's say when it doesn't go as planned, right? Cause that's inevitable, right? Like not every day, no one, right? No one, no one wins every day. No one wins every time they show up to the start line. Things will go sideways or not as planned. Is that, is that the important piece? Is like you have to look, you have to be as excited about going back to the process as you do about looking forward to the next result. Both pieces are important. Both yeah. pieces. You know, when when we met as a group in December, this is the entire group, not just the marathon trials group, because because an Olympic year was was upon us, I gave everybody, uh, uh, a notebook or a little, uh, a little log. And it was, it was one of these shorter ones, six months, because basically the Olympics were six months away, you know? And mm-hmm. I said, look, take this log and write in it, pen and paper, put pen to paper. You know, not, this isn't a Strava account. Okay. This <laughs> is for you. This isn't for the public. This isn't for anybody else. This is because 
the next six months of your life, regardless of the outcome, regardless of if you, if you make the team or if you don't make the team, regardless of what happens at the Olympics, if you do make the Olympics, these six months will be some of the most intense, some of the most fun, some of the most rewarding six months of your entire life. I promise you that. I know you all think you're going to have long, long careers, and I hope you do. But someday, 10, 20 years from now, you're going to want this log. You're going to want to be able to look back. And, and some of the best entries in this log will be a 10-mile run where you guys talked about some goofy topic and you wrote it in the log. It, it won't just be the big days. The whole thing will be rewarding. It'll be such an, it, it will be such an important time in your life. And I just wanted them to be able to record that for themselves mm-hmm. and, and so that they can enjoy the process and, and kind of along the way, maybe be a little bit cognizant of the fact that, hey, this is a pretty special time in my life and I need to be uh, occasionally stepping back and, and enjoying it. Yeah, man, that's, uh, you know, I think the, I, I, that's a great, I always advocate, I guess, or, or one of my big, you know, soapboxes, I, <laughs> I guess it is, or whatever, is, is exactly that, like, that there, you know, these moments, it's like that, you know, like you said, like the, the 10 miler where you're just, you know, bullshitting your yeah. teammates, like that, that, those, those like seemingly mundane aspects of, you know, whatever you want to call it, right? Training or, you know, the process or whatever, like the finding joy in, in those things, I, I think like has to be, um, as important as like some breakthrough workout, right? Like, I, 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 I think just so many people, I think when people get derailed, it's because they hang their hat on these uh, or hang their hopes and dreams on these moments that they that might happen, right? Like may, I'm gonna have a great workout, you know, two weeks from now, right? Or you know, and and so if you don't have these, and I, the log is a great way to to go about this, right? To like actually commit them to memory by writing them down. But if you don't have these like bright spots in in a you know a long line of of hard work. Um, it's just hard to ride ride out those you know singular moments in your in a in a season you know i don't, I don't yeah, know yeah i mean you know it's just, it's just you know uh, okay scott fauble had a very good chance to make the team he got 12th place he didn't make it but i'll always remember some of these big sessions that we had leading up to this thing i mean 15 by a mile and he's running his last mile in 455 you know hands on knees at the end you know uh, that's a great moment you know is that mm-hmm. moment diminished because he didn't get top three not not for me it's not i loved that moment you know and and i think um everything you're saying and and, and we're, that we're talking about is it, it's a really it's a really important thing that people need to think about because um th- this this sport that we get to participate in, it gives us opportunities for joy and for um, immense uh, uh, immense pleasure uh, all the time. It's not just that one day. So let's yeah, let's let's be process oriented and results oriented. I think that's okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's a great point. And I, I think it is it, I, it is a luxury or um, for, to be able to to have the opportunity in whatever capacity you're working towards it to pursue your fullest potential, whatever that is, 
is a really great thing, right? Like, I just think that's the, that's the thing for me that keeps me excited, like personally, like, I, like, yeah. I just think it's, it's so like, what a cool thing. I mean, for, you know, like, what, I mean, there's not even like a, like a, a sexier way to say it. Like, what a, like, what a, what a cool it's the pursuit of excellence. It's the pursuit yeah. of excellence. You know, there's that movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, but the pursuit of excellence brings with it a lot of happiness along the way, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, I just think it's a worthy endeavor, regardless of your calling in life. Yeah, man. Right. That's, uh, that's it. No, I think, I mean, that's, that's such, uh, all right. Um, I, so I want to, I want to go, because I am curious, what, um, so, so races get moved off the calendar, right? And things get postponed again, not tying it all the way back to COVID, but we're, we're talking about, you know, just facts of what's going on. Um, what, what do you, like, what do you sink your teeth into now? Right. So, if, so, it, you know, Olympics were, you know, that's a very, you know, I guess real, uh, example, but you know, there's races coming up. You guys have athletes or you have athletes. Um, doing several, you know, lots of different disciplines. Like how do you, what's your refocus strategy to like, keep, keep, um, you know, motivated, excited as you kind of like wait for things to, to, uh, information to be, <laughs> to be revealed to you, right? Like what the fall season is going to look like. What, what are you guys doing to, yeah, to, well, it's, it's, uh, it's in flux, of course. So, uh, you know, we're yeah. all trying to figure this out as we go. Uh, so I'm not trying to act like uh, I've got it all figured out. But I can tell you what's been fun for me over the last couple of days is the challenge of figuring out these training segments that are going to be a lot longer than normal. So mm -hmm. how can we take advantage of the extra time and not screw it up by getting too fit too fast? You know, can we – does this give us an opportunity? Let's say if somebody's doing – a marathon in October. How can I work back from October to April one and, and actually use it as an advantage? Normally I would see that long of a segment and say, uh Oh, that's going to be hard. Uh, mm -hmm. that's maybe too long, but now I'm trying to look at it as a positive and say, okay, Hey, we can actually get more work in. Now we got to space it out a little differently so that we make sure we're ready on the big day. Cause that's always our number one thing, but maybe, maybe we can use it to our advantage. Um, and I'm just having fun kind of playing with those training outlines and trying to figure out the puzzles, uh, as we, as we start to work backwards from events. Yeah. Are you still going to do, I mean, obviously you're doing, you know, big, big sessions or are you kind of pulling back and like just giving more maintenance uh you know like a longer runway or i mean you're doing like uh you know individual like time trials you know i've just i've i'm i'm talking to lots of folks and hearing lots of things you know there's all these like new kind of benchmarks uh that are surfacing right to like try to channel that energy for breakthrough sessions or for peak performances without <clears throat> a race and well, I'm not, I'm not being reactionary, you know, right, right. I, when all this started, I didn't say, Oh my gosh, we're going to, we're going to do a time trial on April 5th. You know, it's just like, <laughs> let's, let's, let's kind of figure this thing out a little bit. Let's see, let's see, um, you know, what path the energy of the team is taking. And I'm not saying those things are wrong, but I, I, I let, I, I'm taking the approach that, uh, let, let me let the body drive the ship, you know, let, let's, let's see how everybody's reacting to this. Let's see how training's going. You know, we have a couple of athletes that were, were really in the thick of it. So 
if if workouts continue to go well and they're getting really antsy, I'm not opposed to saying, hey, you know, our workout today is we're going to go out on Lake Mary Road and we're going to run four miles as fast as we can. You know, we've, we've never done that. That, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I'm not putting those things on the schedule yet because if if I did that and the vibe wasn't right and the energy wasn't right, it's not going to go well, a workout like that, you know? And and then and then what did you accomplish? Nothing. So I'm going to wait and see, um, you know, doing, doing the workouts that I think are appropriate right now for those athletes. Uh, I'm going to wait and see if that feels right to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm glad to hear you say that. It's been my approach, uh, too, is, you know, let's just, let's just stay the course. You know, we, we, we got plenty of work to do. Now we have more time and then let's just see when it feels right. You know, instead of, instead of like, okay, your race on April 15th got canceled. So now instead of that race, let's do the same thing, but do it solo. Like that doesn't, it I'm just, yeah, it's just, it's yeah. unrealistic. I mean, maybe yeah. for some people it's right, but I think, I just think it's jumping the gun and it's being very reactionary and very dramatic to try to make those decisions when we're all still in the processing phase here. Yeah. And it just feels a little forced, right? Yes. You know, like, like this, this, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just feels like you're kind of scrambling or, or, you know, uh, pulling for something that just doesn't, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't I, yeah, I'll give you an example. So on, on on New Year's Day, we did this workout where we did some Ks, a bunch of Ks first, and then we had a bit of a rest, and then we ran 5K as fast as we could. And it was and we made it a battle of the sexes, and the women started first, and they had a minute 46 head start, and the guys had to try to catch them. And you know, we had kind of had it on the schedule, so they knew it was coming, and they were jacked up for it. And it was New Year's Day. It was an awesome way to kick off the year. Like that made total sense, right? And the vibe and the energy was great. The vibe and the energy, if I put a 5K time trial on the schedule 10 days from now, when everybody's kind of bummed about the situation and right. the world is such that, uh, you know, there's a lot of negativity, it just wouldn't have that feel and it wouldn't go well, you know? Yeah. So I, I think it's better, you're better served to wait and, and just, you know, hey, look, maybe you are going to have to grind through some sessions that aren't particularly fun while you continue to try to find motivation. I, I don't believe in forcing motivation. I don't believe in telling people how to feel. That doesn't really work. Um, Those things have to come a little bit naturally. Now, there's things you can do, obviously, exercises, uh, mindfulness, et cetera, to to try to get yourself in a better place mentally. But you can't just tell somebody how to feel. And you can't just tell somebody that on April 5th, you're going to be, you know, we're going to, you're going to be ready to go. I think, uh, I think we got to be a little more patient. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, the, for me, it's almost the same thing uh, with with racing, right? Like that, it's so hard to nail that down. I mean, the motivation piece and the like, you know, we, we don't have any control over the race calendar, right? Like that, the dates are set, and you do all your work and you you build fitness and you know you're doing, and then like, but it's not guaranteed that that you're going to be like your most motivated on April 5th, right? Like, the, well, I, you know, think, I think it can be if it's if, in a normal situation, because you've picked that race, you yeah. picked that race because you know, that's a race I'll be excited about. And you have time and the, and the excitement builds over time for, for that race. And of course things can come up and happen, but yeah, I just think this is a very different situation where you're trying to create something out of, out of thin air, you know? And, um, I don't know, you know, look, the world has slowed down, so we feel like this whole thing has, is taking forever. 
We're talking about two weeks ago. It's two yeah, weeks yeah. ago. You know, yeah. the the things in the United States really got locked down. Let's 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 give it some time. Let's let's go ahead and admit that it's not going to be easy, but let's give it some time. It's been two weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. No, I, yeah, I think there is. There's this like heightened uh, antsiness, you know, where people like if if it was any other. Um, I mean, I guess I don't know this, you know, this exact scenario would play out any other way, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, like you said, there's this real kind of, uh, um, people are just kind of, you know, rushing to, to, to come up with solutions to like channel their, their, you know, force motivation or channel their, their fitness. And, and I, yeah, I'm just like, you, I'm like, oh, let's, let's just pump the brakes for a second. And just like, let's just, you know, keep doing what we're doing, like stay focused stay balanced right like realize that things are different and that we might need a little more time and you know it might need to like navigate some things in our life and circumstances are different and then like let's see let's see what what you know what information we get next week right um, yeah and, and 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 that's not trying to downplay those people's feelings in the endurance world you you essentially have two different types of athletes i think if, if you had to i mean obviously there's other things but I think you could divide people into folks that are motivated by uh, racing, and there are people who really, really enjoy training. Now, there's a lot of overlap. There's people who enjoy both things, of course, but this is a very difficult time for people who are almost exclusively motivated by racing because mm-hmm. that's what gets them out the door. And 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 I really do feel feel for those people right now. But again, it, you know, we got to give it a little bit of time. I think. The people who just love to train, they're probably in a little bit better situation because they really, really enjoy training. Uh, Maybe the folks who are almost solely motivated by racing can use this as an opportunity to work a little bit on enjoying training. Mm -hmm. Work a little bit about, you know, go out the door, particularly if you're in a nice place. I mean, we're about to be springtime here in, in most of the country. Go out the door and smell the roses a little bit. You know, right. again, run run somewhere you haven't run before. Try to go to the prettiest place to run in your neck of the woods and just enjoy the darn thing because there is a lot to be said for the fact that you're able to go and do this. This is a, this is a, a wonderful thing that you're able to do to go out and run or bike and uh a lot of people are stuck inside. So so try to try to look at the bright side a little bit. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean you nailed it. I, We're back I, to COVID-19, dude. I know. Fuck. I, you know, I keep, <laughs> uh, it's hard. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, I guess it's the most, it, it is like, it's changed the dynamics of, uh, you know, to some degree or maybe even a large degree of like, a large degree, I would say my, uh, yeah, my, you know, our, our sport, like what you do and what I do and you know, athletes. And so, yeah, I guess maybe it's inevitable. Maybe that wasn't realistic to totally get away from it, but <laughs> uh, we got uh, away from it for a few minutes. Yeah, and it was a lot yeah. of fun, but I, th- I think the stuff we have talked about again, it, it's, um, it's stuff that uh, everybody's dealing with, so a, a little bit of conversation about it is is good. Yeah. Um, all right, man. I enjoyed it. It's uh, it's always great to chat. Uh, you're you're uh, you're the best. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have you on for our uh, what are we at fifteen? We'll have you on for our every fifteen episodes. <laughs> yeah, bring me back for episode thirty, and hopefully we'll be digging into some training and racing talk. Yeah. All right, man. Take it easy. Uh, be well, and uh, I'll talk to you soon.